This is David Ewan to tell you a little bit about First Fruits. And this is just a brief, a very brief summary. Um, let me share with you the agenda. First, I'll be talking about presentations and communications to the Lord. Second, I'll separate the concept of tithes, offerings, and first fruits so we know the difference. Um, and as part of that, number three, I'll talk about the history of tithing, how that teaches us obedience. Number four, we'll talk about offerings in general that shows the signs of what's in your heart. Uh, then number five, uh, we'll talk about vocabulary and more importantly, word choices to prepare for the understanding of tithing, offerings, and first fruits. And using these word choices, it'll help understand the difference between the three of them. I'm talking about tithing, offering, and first fruits because if I just talked about first fruits, some people might ask, well, how does that relate to tithing? How does that relate to offerings? So we need to talk about all of them. Um, as part of that vocabulary, we'll talk about acts and symbols, character, integrity, what you reap and what you sow. So again, we'll talk about acts, symbols, character, integrity, what you reap and what you sow. After that, we'll next talk about the original agricultural understanding of first fruits. Because the economy back in the days of the Old Testament, which is... 2,500 years ago, 2,400 years ago, uh, which is 400 years before the New Testament, uh, that is uh, an economy that is based on agriculture, not the type of economy we have today. So we'll make the relationship. Um, after that, we'll talk about uh, why we'll be celebrating in 2019 um April 21st as being the day of celebrating first fruits. So why that day was chosen. So at the Resurrection Center, we'll be celebrating first fruits on Sunday, April 21. Um, the celebration of uh, first fruits is an annual thing. It's a once per year thing. Then we'll talk more about now that we have an understanding of the difference between tithing, offerings, and first fruits, we'll talk about what is first fruits. And finally, we'll talk about the benefits of first fruits. So let me first give you a, a preface. To clearly know what first fruits is, you must know the difference between tithes and offerings. Tithes is not the same as offerings. So I'll say that again. Tithes is not the same as offerings. And first fruits is totally different from both of those. Okay? So the prerequisite in our conversation today is first fruits is not the offerings that we talk about on a weekly basis. And in turn, that is not related to tithes. First fruits is something totally separate. It's an annual thing. Okay? So let me just say this. Number one, to know first fruits, you must first know the difference between, uh, between uh, tithes and offerings. After that, we learn that first fruits is different from tithes and offerings. So let's begin. Um, so let's first talk about presentations and communications to the Lord. So there are two things I'm going to talk about at this juncture. We'll, we'll talk about presentations and communications to the Lord. First, the presentations to the Lord are, are the following. There, there are four things that I'll discuss. There are more, but there, there are four things we'll talk about. T 
tithes, as I mentioned before, that's an act of obedience. And we'll give reference to the Bible on that. Offerings, uh, that's a demonstration of character. Um, it shows what's in your heart. Uh, first fruits is related to paving the path to the future. Um, and then uh, the last one, the fourth one, is the service. And that's the devotion to fellowship and your church body. Okay, so that's presentations to the Lord. That's what I wanted to say about that. Now let me talk about communication with the Lord. So prayer is done in a format, well, not so much a format, but includes the elements of indicating that you adore God. You, you confess that you have a need for God. You give thanks to God and you seek his guidance. So in general, that's what prayer is, among other things, okay? Uh, next, there's praise. Praise is an action. Um, Nicole Allen, who has visited uh, the resurrection, has often said, praise and be raised. Um, and then uh, worship is a lifestyle. Now, I, I talk about praise and worship. Um, Kelvin, uh, our music director, had talked about praise and worship, and uh, he explained that praise is an action and worship is a lifestyle. So we learned that in a recent uh, Wednesday night Bible session at the Resurrection Center. Um, so, so far we've talked about prayer, praise, and worship. The next one is fasting. And again, I go back to Nicole Allen, who um, on a recent visit to the Resurrection Center said, if you don't fast, you won't last. Um, and the last one is meditating in the Word. And that means reading the Bible. Uh, maybe you've got the paper book. Maybe you've got it on your cell phone in digital format. Maybe you listen to the audio version. But it's it's meditating in the Word. Reading, thinking, meditating. Okay, so that's communication with the Lord. So that brings me to the end of talking about presentations and communications to the Lord. That relates to what we were talking before about tithes, offerings, and first fruits. Okay? The tithes, that's the law of Bible times. Okay? It was demanded but not required. So that's why it's an act of obedience. No one was ever forced to submit tithes. But as it shows in the Bible, in various scriptures, it talks about a tenth or ten percent. So one out of ten. Um, and so it's a, a mathematical calculation of a sort of income. Um, in biblical times, that was um, an economy of agriculture. Today, in the year 2019, and as we get ready to celebrate First Fruits on April 21st, 2019, it is more financial. Um, number two, the offering. That comes from the heart. That shows your character. Okay? So tithe shows your ability to be obedient to the word, and an offering shows your character. It identifies what's in your heart. And as I mentioned before, number three, first fruits is paving the path to the future. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Um, so first let me give you the history of tithing. So I won't read all of the scriptures. Uh, this this audio presentation is only for the purpose of a quick overview. But uh, tithes were given by the patriarch Abraham, and we know that in Genesis 
chapter 4, verse 17 through 20, and Jacob, and we know that in Genesis 28, 22. A systems of tithes was instituted in the law of God given through Moses, and that is found in Deuteronomy 12, Deuteronomy 14, Deuteronomy 26, uh, and the prophets rebuked the children of Israel for failing to give the tithe to God, and that's in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Okay, that's the history that's given. Let's talk about the actual mathematical calculation. Remember I said um, tithing is, the, the, the word tithe means 10%, 1 out of 10. Um, so I'll, I'll read to you um, three scriptures. The first one is Genesis chapter 28, verse 20 through 22. After that, I will read Leviticus chapter 27, verse 32. And that'll be followed by Numbers chapter 8, uh, verse 15. So let me read uh, the first one. Genesis chapter 28, verse 20 through 22. And the scripture reads, Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house, and of all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. Did you hear me say tenth? So that's in Genesis chapter 28, verse 20 through 22. So that's what I wanted to say about Genesis. Let me now go over to Leviticus. In Leviticus chapter 27, verse 32, the scripture reads, every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal, did you hear what I said? Every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. Verse 33, uh, no, one, no one may pick out the good from the bad or rebuke any substitution. If anyone does make a substitution, both the animal and its substitute become holy and cannot be redeemed. So actually, uh, I said Leviticus chapter 27, verse 32. It's 32 and 33. But it's 32 that talks about that tenth again. So that's what I wanted to say about Leviticus. Let me go to Numbers. Let me go to Numbers. Uh, Numbers chapter 8, verse 15. Um, the Lord said to Moses, uh, speak to the Levites and say to them, when you receive from the Israelites the tithe I give you as your inheritance, you must present a tenth of that tithe as the Lord's offering. So again, we talk about 10%, a tenth. Very good. So now let me talk about offerings. That's different. Remember we talked about tithing is in the Bible and it's related to an act of obedience. Um, offerings is something that comes from the heart, and therefore it really is a definition of a person's character. The cheerful giver, I, I'm stumbling on my words, the cheerful giver. So I'm just going to present to you uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. Again, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. And the scripture reads, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. 
Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Did you hear what I said? In his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now you understand what I'm talking about when I say that an offering gives an understanding of a person's character. Okay, so again, I just read Second uh, of Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. Now let's go to uh, some vocabulary and some new words and expressions. This is related to word choice, okay? Let me tell you about two key words, acts and symbol. So think of what your definition is for an act. When you do an act, what is that? It's an action. And the word symbol, think of the word symbolism, okay? Um, so we learn about the Bible through acts and the symbols they represent. I'll say that again. We learn about the Bible through acts that are demonstrated in the Bible and the symbols they represent. So that's act and symbol. Now let me talk about two other keywords. Uh, character and integrity. Okay, I just talked about character. That has to do with who you are as a person. And integrity relates to your trustworthiness. Okay, so what have we talked about? Our keyword summary. Some word choices I just shared with you were acts and symbols, right? And I also talked about character and integrity. I'm going to use acts and symbols and character and integrity to tell you what tithes and offerings are. Tithes, they're an act of obedience, which is a symbol of integrity. Okay? An offering is an act of giving, which is a symbol of character. Let me say that again. We talked about the keywords these important words, acts, and the symbols they represent. Then we also talked about character, and we were talking about character when we were talking about offerings, and integrity, and integrity relates to your trustworthiness. Okay, so again, the difference between ties and offerings, and I'll use the words act and symbol, and also character and integrity. So tithes is an act of obedience, and that's a symbol of integrity. An offering is an act of giving, which is a symbol of character. Okay, so those are the difference between um, tithes and offerings. Now we're going to go to some other keywords. We've heard the phrase, you reap what you sow. So that's those are the two words I'm going to talk about. We're going to talk about reap and sow. So we'll talk about how these words are used. So let me read the scripture. I'm going to read Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 8. And what this does is this gives a better understanding um, in an illustrative way through a mental diagram of the difference between reap and sow, and how they are connected. So I will read Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 8. So here it is. 
Um, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he, to he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground when it came up. The plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown, a hundred more times than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. So what God is saying is for us to be of good soil, that we as people should be of good soil. So a seed has already been sown to us, and so we should grow a hundredfold, as shown in this scripture. Okay? Let's talk about Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Again, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. So in this case, God is saying is that there are no shortcuts, no trickery. Okay? Uh, that's another way, uh, as Pastor Jose has said, in a Sunday church service, he said, you can't flirt with God. Okay? Now I'm going to give you another important keyword, and that has to do with growth. Okay? So, what is growth? Well, we talked about character integrity. With character and integrity, you have growth. Okay? So, let's talk about what is that growth. Well, now we're going to start talking about first fruits. First fruits is related to the act of sowing for the future. It's a symbol of growth. You reap what you sow. Do you remember uh, what was said in Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 8 with that parable? That's an example. But remember, first fruits is not part of tithes and reg regular offerings. It's special. It's different. Okay, so now let me talk about uh, the original agricultural understanding of first fruits. That's what I'm going to talk about now. So, first fruits is a religious offering of the first agricultural produce of the harvest. In classical Greek, Roman, Hebrew, and Christian religions, the first fruits were given to priests to offer a deity. First fruits were often a primary source of income to maintain the religious leaders in the facility. We learned this in Leviticus. Okay? So, Let's talk a little bit more. Passover is a spring festival which, during the existence of the temple in Jerusalem, was connected to the offering of the first fruits of the barley. Barley was the first grain to ripen and to be harvested in the land of Israel. And that's why barley was considered first fruits. So Passover, uh, as a commemoration of the liberation of God from slavery in ancient Egypt, um, in ancient Egypt and their freedom as a nation under the leadership of Moses, it commemorates the story of Exodus. That's what it represents. So as it relates to sowing first fruits, it marked the start of the agricultural cycle. So this sowing of first fruit prepares for the next harvest of abundance. That's what I meant when I said paving for the future. That's what that means. Okay. So now let's talk about how first fruits is on the calendar 
and how it's represented uh, in terms of the scheduling. At the Resurrection Center in the year 2019, uh, we'll be celebrating First Fruits on April 21. Okay, so let's talk about the Hebrew calendar. So the first month, Nisan, the Passover month, is the traditional anniversary of the creation of Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, according to the Hebrew Bible, and the inauguration of the humanity's role in God's world. Okay, so Passover commences on the 15th, of the Hebrew month of Nisan, and lasts for either seven or eight days, okay? For seven days in Israel and for Reformed Jews and other progressive Jews around the world who adhere to the biblical commandment, eight days for Orthodox, Hasidic, and most conservative Jews, um, that's what it represents. So uh, in 2019, that represents uh, April 20 through 26, or the 27th. Well, during the beginning of that period, uh, we'll be celebrating First Fruits, which lands on a Sunday, April 21. That's the reason why that date was chosen. So it it has biblical reasons, historical biblical reasons, I should say it that way. So let me talk about some relevant scripture as it pertains to First Fruits. Uh, we'll talk about Leviticus and Proverbs, and I'll make a reference to First Corinthians. So let me first... Uh, bring you to Leviticus chapter 23, verse 10. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 10. When you come into the land which I give you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. And that's Leviticus chapter 23, verse 10. Okay, that's what I wanted to say about Leviticus. Let me go to Proverbs. I'm going to talk about Proverbs now. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. And again, that's Proverbs 3, 9. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Okay? But it's also referenced in the New Testament. Uh, the Apostle Paul also referred to Jesus' resurrection as a type of first fruit. You can see that in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 20. Again, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, where he says, But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. And that's, uh, that's what... Uh, Jesus did for us is he paved the path for us forward. So it relates to preparing us for the future. So now let's talk about what is first fruits. Okay? Let's talk about what is first fruits. The Hebrew word for first fruit is bikaram, literally translated to promise to come. Again, that's the future. The Israelites saw these first fruits as an investment into their future. God told them that if they brought their first fruits to him, he would bless all that came afterwards. Okay? So, first fruit offerings are typically an annual gift to the church and done at harvest time. Okay? Because we're not actually harvesting crops, the harvest can mean different things to different people. Perhaps you just got a bonus at work. Maybe you just received a huge tax refund check. Maybe you save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. I don't know. These are all harvest time moments when your hard work paid off. 
These are also great opportunities to turn back to God in gratitude for the blessings. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about features and benefits. So let's talk about what are features and benefits. Features of the first fruits. We'll talk about the features of first fruits. What is a first fruit offering? First fruit means to appropriately mark a portion of the produce of the field, see, in biblical agricultural times, as belonging to God. In the Law of Moses, there is a parallel between the offering of first fruits and the offering of the firstborn male, which opens the womb. Okay? So, again, it's paving the path to the future. So, let's talk about what does the Bible say about first fruit? They shall be holy to the Lord for the priests. Exodus 23, verse 19. The best of the first fruits of your ground you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. Numbers 18.13. The first ripe fruits of all that is in their land which they bring to the Lord shall be yours. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about is the first fruit biblical? First fruit is a religious offering of the first agricultural produce of the harvest. In classical Greek, Roman, Hebrew, and Christian religions, the first fruits were given to priests to offer a deity. We talked about that in the beginning. First fruits were often a primary source of income to maintain the religious leaders and the facility. That was the initial intent in biblical times prior to New Testament. Is the first fruit ceremonial? You will see so that it is uh, on the 21st of April, 2019 at the Resurrection Center. But let me bring you to Leviticus, chapter 23, verse 10 through 11. Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land, I'm going to give you and reap its harvest. Bring to the priest a sheaf of the first grain you harvest. He is to wave the sheaf before the Lord, so it will be accepted on your behalf. The priest is to wave it on that day after the Sabbath. So what you will see at the Re Resurrection Center on Sunday, April 21, 2019, we will either uh, put the first fruits in a mantle or in a basket, and you will see Pastor Jose wave it at the altar. Okay, so those are some of the features of the first fruits. Let's talk about the benefits of first fruits. So, waving the first fruits before God was a declaration that all the produce of the coming year, that means future, belong to him. See, God owns all. He owns it all, and his blessing on the seed is crucial, as it is also he who gives the increase. By honoring God with our first fruits, we declare that our families and all our possessions belong to him. This holds a great potential of blessing for us. If we decide to dedicate our family and our possessions to God, we submit them to his kingship and place everything under his hand of blessing. It means that we give our best to God, just as Abel gave the firstborn, which is the Bikram, and it found favor and acceptance with God. And you'll see that in Genesis chapter 4, verse 4. And I'll read that scripture. Genesis chapter 4, verse 4. And Abel also brought an offering fat portions from some of the firstborns of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offerings. So that is a summary of first fruits. Uh, we're about uh, almost a half an hour uh, in this brief, brief overview. Uh, the agenda that we covered today was the presentation and communication to the Lord. 
We also separated the understanding of tithes and offerings and first fruits. We talked about the history of tithing that teaches us obedience. Uh, we talked about offerings that showed signs of what is in your heart. Uh, then we talked about some vocabulary word choices uh, to prepare for the understanding of tithing and offerings and first fruits. Some of those words were acts, symbols, character, integrity, reaping, what you reap and what you sow. Okay. Uh, we talked about features and benefits. Um, we also talked about the original agricultural understanding of first fruits. And uh, we talked about the scheduling and how at the Resurrection Center in the year 2019, why we chose April 21 as the day of celebration of the first fruits to prepare for our future of abundance. Um, then we wrapped up with what is first fruits and some of the benefits of first fruits. So I bring this to a close. Uh, thank you for joining me. My name is David Ewan. Um, in the year 2019, First Fruits Celebration will be on Sunday, April 21. Uh, thank you for joining me. This is the Resurrection Center.